All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Tonight I'm uh, addressing um, Greater Bakersfield First Pentecostal Church Project 39. Amen. And uh, it is truly an honor to have the opportunity to share in this new and exciting endeavor uh, that GBFPC is um, starting. Amen. I appreciate Brother Bryce Cosme for trusting uh, me to address you all tonight concerning church planting and uh, what all that means and, and to share my burden uh, from the standpoint of a church planter um, and uh, any experiences that I've had or, 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 or gone through that might be a blessing and uh, encouragement to you, um, I am happy to share uh, with the body of Christ and my brothers and sisters in Bakersfield. And so thank you, Brother Cosme, for the invitation to be here tonight. Um, also, I, I want to express my, my deep, deep appreciation uh, and respect to Pastor Bradford uh, for this vision. Um, I got to hear the message that he shared with the church, I believe it was two Tuesdays ago, uh, about Project 39, and uh, I about ran off the road. I got so excited uh, as Pastor began to preach to the church uh, the efforts that will be going forward out of uh, the Bakersfield Church uh, to reach into the unchurched or underchurched areas of the city. And uh, that is my heartbeat. Those of you who know me uh, know that that is absolutely uh, my wheelhouse. And so I'm so excited uh, that Brother Bradford, Pastor Bradford, uh, has encouraged uh, all of you to join in these efforts. And so God bless GBFPC. And of course, uh, Needless to say, I am thankful for our bishop. Uh, he means so very much to me through the years and continues. He, he came and preached our anniversary service this last Sunday and just totally, totally fired us up and encouraged us. Uh, I'm thankful for his wisdom and uh, his influence in my life. Praise God. Amen. Um, so... Uh, I know that I am actually first and foremost, let's pray. Let's pray that God would open our hearts and our minds uh, to receive uh, a word from him tonight. Uh, I'm going to be speaking, but I want, I want his voice uh, to find its way into your spirits. Amen. Thank you, Savior, for your grace and your calling on our lives, God, to be a part of the greatest campaign the world has ever known. That's the church. You've called us to be a part of the church and the efforts of the church that you would anoint and bless and direct God, I believe is going to be revival for Bakersfield. And I pray that it is quickly and immediately, God. We give you all of the glory for every man, woman, and young person, every leader, uh, every saint of God that is a part of these efforts in Project 39. I pray your special anointing on their lives, God. Uh, put, put your testimony in their mouths, God, to share with those that they come in contact with in these areas of the city. 
And we pray that you go before us, stand beside us, and follow after us, God, in every effort that we do and for your glory, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I know that I'm speaking to a mixed crowd uh, of those who have been and are presently active in ministry. Um, Also, those who have been inspired by the recent promotion of your pastor, uh, but are just starting to get your feet wet in a little more effort uh, concerning the work of God. Um, And I might even be talking to folks that are brand new and uh, have just recently been uh, reached to by these efforts. Um, And uh, it it is uh, your desire to look into it more and more. And you're feeling the unction of the Holy Ghost, uh, the Spirit of God, uh, to to bring you all the way in uh, to the kingdom of God. Amen. I I think what I have to share tonight uh, crosses all spectrums of uh, these different and various uh, groups of people. Uh, Church planting is a part of kingdom work unlike any other that um, I have uh, recognized in, in my living for God and being a part of the ministry. Uh, church planting, the dynamics of it are unpredictable. They really are. Uh, totally reliant upon, first and foremost, uh, the divine ordination of God. Amen. The Spirit has to lead uh, in the efforts of planting a church. Um, it, it goes without saying, uh, according to the Great Commission, that Jesus left his disciples, left the church, the body of Christ, um, that we are to go into all of the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And so it goes without saying uh, that church planting and reaching out into unchurched areas uh, is a given uh, as part of that fulfillment of the Great Commission. So it is already ordained of God, uh, but in particular, uh, the details and the specific areas and specific callings upon those who would hear his voice, uh, that has to be spirit-led. That has to be ordained of God. There has to be a seed uh, planted within uh, the believer, the minister, the saint of God, that is going to put forth efforts of help um, that 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 starts to grow and flourish into something that cannot be ignored and cannot be set aside, uh, uh, like unfortunately so many uh, other efforts and opportunities uh, might be. It 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 can't be that uh, church planting is a dynamic uh, that requires uh, a a tremendous burden. Uh, that is operated under by the workers involved. It requires passion and persistence and patience. Amen. As you enter into a city or an unchurched area where there has been no apostolic voice, there has been no Holy Ghost atmosphere, there has been no songs of praise being sung and lifted voices of worship, uh, only almost overwhelming apathy and lethargy, uh, lethargy when it comes to people's spiritual involvement. That's 
That's what you're getting yourself into when you uh, participate in church planting. Um, when you go into a city or an area of a city uh, where uh, the prince, if you will, of that city or area has ruled for decades, centuries even sometimes, um, and, and has a tight grip upon the atmosphere uh, of that area. And all of a sudden, you're going to come in there like David in a slingshot against Goliath, fully armored and a man of war. Uh, but you know the end of that story because the Lord certainly was with him and the Lord will certainly be with you as you step into the realms of what was the enemy's camp, but it always has belonged to the Lord. Amen. It's just now you are hearing the voice. You are hearing the cry. You are hearing uh, the, the, the burden and, and, and the, the, the desire of God and of heaven and of that area. Uh, the souls that are there that are locked up in the spirit. Amen. Uh, they don't even know they're locked up, but something within them is crying out crying out for help, crying out for release, crying out for something different than what they have been um, so involved in. Um, and it is a beautiful opportunity uh, for the people of God uh, to step into that void with a testimony, with a message, with a song to be sung, with a church building and service and atmosphere. It begins to shake the foundations of hell that uh, were so prevalent in that area. Uh, I've seen this on many occasions throughout uh, my ministry. Um, in, in Lake Isabella, we, we just celebrated our 23rd year anniversary in Lake Isabella. There was no church here. There, there, there was no apostolic people here. Uh, the, the, there was an elderly couple that lived here and came to, to your church, GBFPC, Brother and Sister Stevens, and they were such a tremendous blessing uh, in the beginnings of our church here. Uh, but the, the, there was no opposition to what hell was doing in this area. The, there, there was no balance when it came to, it, it was way off balance uh, and uh, the things of, of God were ignored and neglected because there was no guidance. There was no direction. There was no spirit leading. Amen. And that's what you step into when you step into the high and holy calling of church planting. Amen. And uh, I, I would be amiss to tell you that it's easy. I, I would be lying, <laughs> quite frankly, if I were to tell you that it is easy. Um, but uh, it is it is a exciting, it is a uh, fulfilling, and it is uh, impactful when it comes to the area and the uh, future possibilities of that area. Amen. And uh, there are, as your pastor had already uh, proclaimed in the message that he preached the other day, there are areas of Bakersfield um, where doors have not been knocked yet. 
and testimonies have not been given yet. And there's there's areas of, of Bakersfield proper where there are 100,000 people, tens of thousands of people, amen, uh, that doesn't have a church, doesn't have a body of believers coming together and worshiping God and being the example that God has called us to be. And that's why I'm so excited uh, about you all participating in Project 39. Amen. You have been brought together for such a time as this. I believe that. That's not just a, a cliche. That's not just a go-to scripture that we preachers use. I believe that in every generation and in every city where there are a group of believers so passionate, so desirous to be part of the work of God that come together, amen, and unify their efforts Amen. One will do one thing, another will do another thing, but you're all moving forward toward a specific goal, and that is to reach the souls of that city and that area. Amen. And I commend you, and God bless you. Amen. You have indeed been brought together for such a time as this. You are a team of passionate believers who will immediately and explosively break into those areas of your city, amen, that has otherwise been neglected, amen. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm feeling the excitement now, amen. Uh, you're, going to, you're going to explode the way that Pastor Bradford has laid it out and called upon you to join your efforts together, amen. You're going to explode into the areas uh, of your reaching um, with, with a unified voice of praise and worship, amen. Uh, and I believe that great things are in store for Bakersfield, California, amen. What does it mean to uh, when a church plant is started <laughs> with 30 or 40 in-tune, apostolic, Holy Ghost-filled believers. Amen. I can only testify of my own experience in uh, now starting um, our third effort uh, of unchurched or underchurched areas. Amen. Uh, I can only testify, you, testify to you that church planting is like pushing against a very heavy weight that has been rooted in that area for the longest of times, and you're pushing against it. Amen. And when it's one man or when it's one family, uh, that's, that's a heavy weight to push. But when there are 30 or 40 of you pushing in lockstep together, as Project 39 has been organized to do, oh my Lord, that weight is going to be lifted. That weight is going to be moved out of the way. Praise God. Church planting, it, 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 it's, it's rightfully named because it, it is very much like, I'm not a farmer, uh, but I've studied enough about it to realize what it takes. You've got to go into the area and, and get rid of the rocks and get rid of the debris and get rid of the weeds and begin to break up the fallow ground, amen, so that you can produce a soil that is capable 
of holding and and uh, dynamically growing the seed that is planted in it. Amen. Uh, the seed is the word of God. It it still does come back to God hath chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Amen. How shall they believe without a preacher? And uh, uh, how shall they? And how shall? Uh, well, praise God, the scripture uh, slipped my mind, but uh, the preacher is sent. How beautiful are the feet of the uh, the gospel carriers. Amen. Uh, but. Uh, it, it is very much like breaking up fallow ground. And again, one man or one family that is breaking up that fallow ground, it's going to take a while. It, it's it's going to take painstaking efforts on uh, that man or that family to do that. But uh, when you come together as you have in joint effort and burden of Project 39, amen, and you lock arms together, amen, and you get a hold of those shovel-ready jobs in Bakersfield. <laughs> I'm not talking about secular work. I'm talking about spiritual work. I'm talking about church planting work and reaching out into under-churched areas of your city. It, these are shovel-ready jobs for every saint of God that will involve themselves. Amen. And you start beating away at that fallow ground with your worship, with your prayers, with your outreach, with your witness of apostolic living, with your Christian character. Amen to God. I, I'm telling you, it is going to be dynamic and immediate and explosive in your city. Amen. Um, there, there is truly a dynamic um, that that maybe you're not aware of uh, because uh, you have been blessed to be a part of GBFPC, almost an 80-year history and heritage of just tremendous strength and organization and, and uh, apostolic atmosphere. Amen. There is a, a different dynamic that you are entering into in the church planting world. Amen. Uh, that you are going to carry all of those experiences and all of that strength. You're going to carry it into uh, what otherwise would be uh, and again, I speak from experience here, uh, having started three churches now and um, uh, working with my my sons uh, to do so, but um, and my wife, my beautiful wife, Amen. Um, I, I'll just be honest with you. Uh, at at first start and at first glance, uh, it it's it's awkward. It's it's uncomfortable. It's uh, uh, somewhat quiet when compared to what you're used to at GBFPC, amen. Um, you know, and, and our family did everything at first, um, you know, and uh, I don't know if any of you had the chance to uh, uh, see uh, home missions presentation, uh, but, uh, you know, the, the offering was given by us at first, and, and the songs were sung by us at first, and the message was preached by us at first, and the example was shown by us at first, and, and it takes a while to get things going, and we're, we're happy to do it. We thank God for the opportunity and the calling. Amen. Uh, but uh, the dynamic that you're going to be uh, a part of, 
Amen. Um, you are going to be able to uh, step into a realm where it's not just three or four voices that are singing songs and the guests are kind of looking around sheepishly and awkwardly uh, because they don't know the songs and, and uh, you know, you feel bad for them because they don't know, and they feel bad for you because they're not joining in and helping you. And, and, but you going together in the group that you are, amen. And the song and the melody and the atmosphere and the, and the, uh, the experience that these uh, newcomers will get to see and be a part of, I believe it is going to be, uh, immediate results and fruitfulness of your efforts. And I am so excited uh, about it. Amen. No, not all of you will preach a message. Not all of you will lead a service. Not all of you will sing a special, but you are special and needed nonetheless. Amen. Every effort within the house of God uh, will bring glory to his name. Amen. We'll we'll bring uh, a, a a sight, and and that's just it. Uh, something was said years ago that has stuck with me, um, and and the preacher said, "Sheep beget sheep." Amen. Sheep beget sheep. Now, again, I already quoted the scripture where it says, uh, "God hath chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe," but truly. Sheep beget sheep. Amen. Uh, I can tell you in my 23 years of pastoring um, that that people uh, learn by example of their surroundings every bit as much, if not sometimes more and quicker than the lesson that I might teach them or the discipleship lesson that I would try to run them through the course with. Amen. I've, I've had so many people uh, lift their hands for worship because they saw somebody on the pew next to them lift their hands for worship. I've had uh, people come dressed appropriately because they recognized in the congregation everybody else is dressed a certain way. Amen. And so they're going to be able to see that. And they're not going to be able to just look at the preacher or the preacher's wife and, and say, well, they're ministry, and so they have to act that way. Amen. No, they're, they're going to recognize, oh, that's what this is all about. Oh, that's what I've gotten myself involved in. Amen. And it's, it's just a wonderful thing. Amen. So no, not all of you are going to preach, and not all of you want to preach, and you recognize you're not called to preach. But still, there's something pulsating in your spirit that says, I've got to do a work for God. I've got to be involved in the kingdom more so than just showing up and, 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 and doing my, my, my regular attendance and service. And, and, and uh, you recognize that Paul's writing in the book of Romans chapter uh, 12 that there is a reasonable service, but, but the burden in your spirit is saying, I don't want to be reasonable or, or base. I, I want to excel in my efforts to bring glory to God. I, 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 want, I want God to use me for something eternally purposeful 
eternally meaning. Amen. Uh, I want my voice uh, to be included in the grand campaign of giving him glory every opportunity that I have. And so this uh, has presented itself as such an opportunity. Amen. Now, Paul states in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter number 12, this is what I've, I've been uh, trying to explain to us today. Uh, let me take you to the scripture. Paul states in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting with verse uh, number 14, uh, he says, For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, it is, there, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear say, because I am not the eye, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set members members, every one of them in the body as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, but yet yet but one body. You, 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 we work together in the body of Christ. Uh, Paul says that we are fitly framed together. Amen. The work of God being accomplished through the body. Uh, but now are they many members, yet but one body. Verse 21, he says, And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more, those members of the body, which seem to be more feeble, are necessary. Are necessary. Amen. Um, and, and I appreciate the way that Paul put that because there was no doubt in his generation as there is in every generation, unfortunately, the misperception of uh, the division between ministry or leadership and laity or, 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 or the people of God uh, that are a part of a church. Um, Again, I'm telling you, you may never preach a message, you may never sing a special, but you are special and needed nonetheless. Amen. You, you, you are desired of God to be a part of his great uh, campaign and outreach to the world. Amen. Uh, you are needed. And so I'm so glad you've heard the, the call to be a part of this uh, this great effort. Amen. Um, and so Paul shares again in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, um, the joined effort of himself and another minister, uh, but it really can be uh, recognized as uh, outside of ministry. Now, under, understand when, I, when I'm saying ministry there, uh, I'm talking about maybe pulpit ministry or leadership ministry. But each and every one of us are called to be ministers of God. Amen. Uh, I, I, I can't even begin to uh, explain properly what it means to have your voice included in a worship service. 
especially in a church plant set, setting. I, I can't even begin to uh, uh, convince you uh, what it means in a church plant setting, uh, what it means for your your just just your attitude and your and the atmosphere and and the grace that you bring in uh, to the room with with your presence that is connected with God, Amen. Uh, you know you may not wag your finger from behind the pulpit and and lift your voice in such a way, but you are a minister of God's grace and God's presence and and you are loved and appreciated. Um, now Paul speaks here concerning uh, the different operations of he and Apollos, another minister, but please keep in mind, I believe uh, this is this is uh, uh, it, it, it translates also into all ministries and all efforts given to the kingdom of God. He says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 6, he says, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that gives the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, are one. They're doing two separate things, but it's all pointing to the same goal. And that is to give God the glory and to plant and nourish and take care of that which uh, God ordained them to be a part of. Amen. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Praise God. The work is shared. The work is shared. Amen. Uh, I believe Brother Cosme is going to be uh, the on-site preacher for the most part um, in, in this initial effort. And uh, he's very capable, as you know, and uh, we're very excited about that. Amen. Uh, but uh, I, I speak from the experience of a preacher uh, your, your mind is focused on that and, and you're involved in that anointing and that channel of the spirit. Amen. Uh, but there needs to be not just a flow. There has to be an ebb. Amen. An ebb and a flow of the spirit that is in the room, that is in the, the area. Amen. And that's where each and every one of you uh can can be a part and 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 take your place in the great effort of Project Thirty Nine, Amen. Uh, when the preacher preach, preaches and you say Amen and you say Hallelujah and you say That's right, what you are doing, he he might be preaching doctrine, he might be preaching revelation, but what you're doing is you're teaching that newcomer, Amen, how to respond. And 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 you're you're showing a level of excitement and enthusiasm and reception of what is being preached, and so there is that ebb and flow, and it's going to be a beautiful thing, amen. And uh, I'm so very very excited uh, that it is going on, amen. I also want to make mention uh, quickly, and and I'm I'm coming to a close here tonight, but I, I want to make mention quickly tonight. Um, Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul, 
uh, signed off most of his letters to the church, which are known as epistles. Uh, he signed off most of his letters, even started a couple of his letters uh, to the churches, recognizing others. Amen. Now, you know, the, the Bible says, give honor where honor is, is due. And, and uh, Paul certainly is worthy of double honor. Tremendous apostle, our apostle to the, uh, the apostle to the Gentiles. And, and we're thankful that he was used in the capacity that he was. Greatest evangelist the world has ever known, is, in my opinion. Um, but he signed off his letters and even started a couple of them recognizing others. Amen. Others that are often overlooked and mostly not mentioned uh, when considering the grand operation of the, the New Testament church in its developing and, and emerging state. Amen. Um, not, that the, not that any of them sought acknowledgement. Not that any of them, you know, demanded that their name be included uh, in the scriptures. Um, but they're there. They're there. Uh, and Paul and his fellow ministers recognized them. And we don't have a lot of history about them. We don't, you know, I'm sure that we can dive into historical books and accounts and, and find little nuggets of their life's testimony. But uh, for some of them, just their name was mentioned. Um, others of them, Paul would use identifiers uh, when mentioning their names. As a matter of fact, if you don't mind, I'll turn to uh, the book of Romans. Romans chapter number 16 actually gives probably the greatest account of what I'm talking about right now. Romans chapter 16, uh, I'll read verses 1 through 6. Look at, what, look at what is written here. I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at uh, Kentry, that ye receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, and that ye assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you, for she hath been a securer of many and of myself also. <laughs> Phoebe, ha had any of you heard of Phoebe until tonight? Do any of you know her story? Do do any of you uh, did any of you recognize that this this lady, this saint of God, uh, was used in a capacity as a helper, amen, a secure, of which Paul himself said she secured me at one point. She she kept me a secure, amen. Uh, he went on to say, greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus, who have for my life laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. They laid down their own necks for the sake of forwarding the gospel of Christ. I, I don't know that Priscilla and Aquila preached one message outside of their personal testimony or maybe a small group within their household. I, I, I don't know. 
I know that Priscilla and Aquila were the ones that pulled Apollos aside when he was out preaching and 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 lighting up the city and and showed him a more excellent way. They 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 showed more clearly to him the gospel. They were used in that capacity, and Paul testifies of them, saying they laid down their own necks unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles, all the churches of the Gentiles. These people weren't satisfied with just showing up on Sundays, going through routine worship service, and going home back to their secular lives. It says they were a blessing to all the churches. They they involved themselves above and beyond what would be deemed reasonable service. Amen. Um. It goes on to say, likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Salute my (laughs) well-beloved. These Greek words are tough. Uh, Apennatus, who is the firstfruits of Achaia unto Christ. Greet Mary, who bestowed much labor on us. He would go on throughout the rest of chapter 16 and name 29 other saints of God. He would identify them as my fellow low prisoners who are of note among the apostles. He would call them my beloved. He would say, who labored in the Lord. He called them my kinsmen, the brethren. Amen. For one in particular, it was uh, uh, Tertius. He says, who wrote this epistle? Paul would dictate uh, as the Holy Ghost would speak through him and inspire him, amen, and and whether it be because he was chained to a Roman jail uh, or house-prisoned or, or, or his, his wrists were tired or arthritis was setting in or whatever, uh, but he had somebody there to help him. And, and wrote this epistle as Paul dictated it, as the Holy Ghost inspired him. Amen. He went on to identify my host, those who open up their home, those who gave great effort. Amen. That, that isn't highlighted, that isn't noted uh, on a pedestal. Amen. But Nonetheless, they did the work of God that was necessary in order to promote and forward the gospel of Christ. These were Paul's fellow ministers. These were Paul's traveling companions. These were Paul's helpers in the promotion of the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Paul didn't do it alone. You may know that he had a traveling companion and fellow minister named Barnabas. You may know that uh, later on he he teamed up with Silas. Uh, John Mark was with them for a time. Amen. Uh, you know, and 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 certainly not to take away from their efforts. Amen. Uh, the world would be a disastrous place had they not submitted themselves to the call and destiny of God. Uh, for their lives. Amen. But they didn't do it alone. They, 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 their voice was not the only one that was heard. Their lives were not the only ones that, that were leading an example. Amen to God. There was a group of passionate, spirit-filled believers 
that said, I too want to do a work for God. I too want to be involved in the great campaign of the commission. I too want to be an example to the lost. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Fox's Book of Martyrs highlights and, and, and testifies of, of many that gave their lives uh, for the cause of truth. But how many more countless lives were given that we'll, we'll never know their names. We'll, we'll, we'll never recognize their stories. But we're here today. We are recipients of their sacrifice. Somewhere from the lineage of those first century believers that gave their all in order to begin the momentum of apostolic heritage, amen, is the reason why we're here today. Amen. I... I, I can count the souls that are in our church here in Lake Isabella. Amen. Those that are in Cal City today, those that we're reaching out to in Ridgecrest, those that you're reaching out to in your new efforts of, of the area of Bakersfield and the Reaching Our Cities campaign that, that um, we're involved in, that we're going to also be doing this type of effort uh, in LA County and San Fernando Valley and, and different areas. And I, I won't get into that tonight, but uh, it, it's, it's brick by brick, pillar by pillar, prayer by prayer, worship service after worship service. Your voice, my voice, Brother Cosme's voice, Pastor Bradford's voice, Bishop's voice. We're all coming together. We're all coming together to fulfill the great purpose of planting a church, planting a work for God that is going, if the Lord tarries a thousand years, I don't think he's going to, but if he does, how endless and eternal is every single effort put forth into the kingdom of God. Every single effort. I have no doubt that uh, when when I finally reach the other side, uh, that that people are going to approach uh, with a testimony of of some effort that that I did or our church did that helped get them there. <laughs> and 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 I know that you know I'll know all things, I guess, or 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 at least. A lot of things I'll know more than what I know now. I know that for sure. Um, but how, how astonishing it would be if we could really peer into what it means to, to, to be involved in an effort like you are involved in now. Your amen matters. Your thank you, Jesus, matters. Your beautiful apostolic grace and appearance matters. Amen. In the planting of a church in the work of God. And it matters that you 
that you involve yourself passionately and immediately. Amen to God. Um, the apostle wrote and said that we are to redeem the time for the days are evil. Well, days have never been as evil as they are in the day that we live, as far as I can tell. Um, and we need to we need to take advantage of every opportunity we have to do something for God. To do something for God, Amen. Don't don't disregard. Uh, please don't fall under the misconception that it doesn't matter. It matters. It matters. It matters that you're there. It matters that you're you're worshiping the Lord. It your example matters. Your grace and anointing matters. Your amen. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Um, uh, you know, I'm older now. Uh, I've, I've been doing this a while. Amen to God. But uh, when I was a young preacher, boy, howdy, if if I'd preach without an amen, I'd, I'd practically have a nervous breakdown. Amen. <laughs> but your amen matters. Your amen is teaching that onlooker. That's how you respond to the word of God. That, that's how you get excited about what you hear. That's how you absorb the revelation of truth. Amen. And it's, it's beautiful. Let me close with this. This has become my, I guess, favorite, or at least my most passionate scripture that, uh, haunts me, if I can use that word. It, it lingers in my spirit at all times. It is found in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 9, and verse number 10, where the wise man writes and says, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom, in the grave, whither thou goest. Whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it. Do it. Because there's coming a day to where your voice will be silenced by the circumstance of death, by the circumstance of, of the grave. Your witness at that point 